Hello, my friends. Welcome again to uh, the Daily Run, episode 195. And we are in Romans chapter 16. And last time we were talking about Priscilla and Aquila. And this last section where Paul is sending the words of greeting to those who are in Rome. So the few things I want to point out today, and uh, one of them is to talk about the church in Rome, since he's writing to the church in Rome. And I don't know if I've talked about this or not, but uh, what is, exactly does that mean, the church in Rome? So let's read it. Let's talk about it and see what we come to. So we'll back up a smidge to uh, verse 16.3, where Paul says this. He says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Greet my beloved Epinetus, whom is the first fruits of Achaia to Christ. So let's, we'll stop right there for a second, because he talks about greeting um, Priscilla and Aquila. He says, likewise, greet the church that is in their house. And and so when we talk about the church and the church in Rome, the church in Rome wasn't what you might think if you were, <clears throat> I don't know, if you have that that church in Rome mentality. If you think of, and oftentimes we do this as Christians, we we think of things in a modern sense, and we uh, we can become very confused about the uh, the actual sense in which the word was used. And so when we think about the church in Rome. Maybe you think of this, you know, you think of oh well, that's uh, the Vatican. Or maybe you think, oh, that's a big fancy chapel, or you know, that was that was been a giant megachurch. Well, no, no, it's the church in Rome is the believers in Rome, and so you know we don't know exactly if he how many churches you know we would say churches plural um, received this letter you know to the church in Rome. Well, he's sending it around to those places where Christians met, right? So. Who, where did they meet? Well, they met in people's homes. And so that's what he's talking about, the church that met, um, you know, greet the church that is in their house. Uh, that's where the early church met was in the homes of believers. Um, there are those people that believe that that's still how it's supposed to be because that's how they did it back then. So that's still how it's supposed to be. Um, I think that there's uh, some problems with that, but Hey, you know, if you want to meet in your home, great. If it's just your family and nobody else, um, that's okay. The problem is, is when the, that when you start home churching because you can't get along with people in other churches. What I've my experience has been with home church things is that usually the people there are are very um, usually if you see, see one of one of a couple things. Either they've got this attitude of no churches have it right. So I'm going to meet at my own house where we can do it right because no churches have it right, which is kind of culty, you know, Hey, nobody else has it right. I'm the only one that has it right. That's a little dangerous. Um, some people are just well lazy. They don't want to um, go out and meet with others. They're introverted and it's just easier to sit at home and watch TV or listen to a sermon on the radio and think I did it, but that's not church. Church is the people, not what you do with the people, right? Coming together with other believers. That's, the believers are the church. You know, we, we gather together, you know, Hebrew says to encourage one another. Um, but a lot of times we think, well, oh, church is preaching. Church is 
um, singing. And so I can do those things at home. I can listen to preaching. I can listen to singing at home. Yeah, but it's not church. It's just listening to singing and listening to preaching, which aren't bad things in and of themselves, but don't confuse yourself about that being church. Like, just like you can't go to the mountains and have church by yourself. Um, that's not church. You can worship by yourself. Um, you can praise the Lord by yourself, but that's not church by yourself. Um, that's uh, that's not how it works. One finger does not make a hand by itself. It needs the other fingers in the palm and the thumb. So same kind of thing. So uh, with that being said, uh, be careful. You know, if you're a home church person, that's great. If you're a group of people that says, hey, we just like a small group of people that we can do life together with. And hey, God bless you, you know, go for it. But just be careful. It's not a selfish thing. Be careful. It's not a introverted hideaway type of thing. Um, make sure it's about Jesus and about loving one another and encouraging one another. And uh, yeah, so um, he says, uh, verse six, greet Mary who labored much for us. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners who are of note among the apostles who also were in Christ before me. So there's there's some debate about that one because um, some people believe uh, Junia is a, a woman. Um, and so that's, um, that would have some interesting implications as far as, um, them being referred to as apostles who were in Christ before him. Um, and so again, this word apostle is a tricky one because, uh, sometimes we hear apostle, we think of the 12. Sometimes we think of, uh, those people who, uh, were present during Jesus earthly ministry, sometimes, uh, apostle is used in a more general way to mean those who were sent out like in a missionary uh, sense. Um, and then there's a, a modern abusive uh, use of apostle where it's a title um, for those people that need titles um, to, to give them some sort of spiritual authority. And so beware of that, you know, just be aware of those people that, you know, start giving themselves titles. Um, when I was a pastor, oftentimes, you know, People would refer to me as Pastor Mike, which, you know, I, did, I wasn't a big fan of the, the title, which just means shepherd, you know. Um, but most people just called me Mike. <laughs> and the people who called me Pastor Mike were generally people that had a mic in their family. And there were a lot of people that had a mic in their family. So I tend to get the extra label. Um, but, you know, like reverend, you know, a rever revered one, like, eh, I never, I never was for that. Hey, if that's what, if that's what they call people in your, you know, denomination, if you need de deacon or bishop to differentiate, that's fine. But be careful about titles that give some sort of spiritual, um, a, some sort of spiritual hierarchy where these people are more spiritual because they have some certain title. You know, is your, because a pastor has a title pastor, does that mean that he is more godly than somebody that doesn't have the title pastor? Does somebody who's gone to college and has a degree in biblical studies, does that mean they're more godly? Does that mean they're more spiritual? Does that mean they have a closer walk with the Lord than you do? Well, let me just say this. Someone's education someone's title within the church, someone's position in the church, um, someone's, um, someone serving as a deacon or a, or an elder or a bishop, um, 
what does that say about their spirituality? What does that say about their walk with the Lord? Well, really nothing. It really doesn't say anything about it. There are all kinds of people that are serving in the church um, that are not serving because they're godly people. They're serving for all different reasons. I mean, I've, I've, I've known people that were asked to serve in church who were not Christians, but they were good business people and the church recognized, hey, this guy's a great businessman, so we need to get him involved with our finances. You know, and so so don't be deceived into thinking, oh, well, that guy, he, he has five, you know, five biblical degrees. Oh, he's a Christian counselor. Oh, he's a pastor. Oh, she's, you know, she's got, you know, a master of divinity. Um, that doesn't mean anything except that they have passed tests and studied certain things and have been given certain titles. It doesn't mean necessarily that they're godly Christian people. How do you know about that stuff? Well, that's just a fruit. That's just their fruit. You know, hey, take a look at their life. That's what means something. You know, somebody's saying, well, I'm ordained by such and such church. Hopefully that means that the people at that church it watched them, observed their life, saw the fruit and said, yes, we're going to ordain this person as a minister in our church. And not just they met the, the minimum qualifications educationally in order to be given this certificate of ordination so that they can marry people in five different states. So anyway, keep that in mind. Don't allow somebody to uh, create some sort of spiritual hierarchy where they are somehow you're covering and they become a mediator between you and God. Well, that ain't biblical, baby. So watch out for that one. There's one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Talk to you next time.